You're getting the most out of being at a game with American Express. The card member entrance, the lounge, and out tip off. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. Welcome to the Hang Time Podcast. I'm your host, Sekou Smith, here in Atlanta. We are cranking it up on the 2020 and 21 season, which is days away. Coming to you three times a week here on the Hang Time Podcast this season. Don't miss it. Wherever you get your podcast, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. But before we get into our regular season rotation, we've got a preview the Eastern and Western Conference. We already did the West with Channing Fry. Today we're doing the Eastern Conference with my main man, Jason Jackson, down in Miami. Jax, just go ahead and tell me now, what's the temp? What's the weather looking like down there? It's a glorious 77 degrees as we tape. The sun is high, the clouds are low. Uh, <laughs> we refer to it as paradise because that's what it is. So that's why nobody has any tears for folks in Miami this time. There's snow in other places, <laughs> ugly, gloomy, and paradise has its normal weather. Man, it's, it's so strange, Jax, to, to be 71 days almost removed from the heat playing in the finals in the Orlando bubble. Doesn't seem like we should be talking NBA season again already, but we are. First and foremost for the heat, how have they managed this off time in terms of their heads back around the start of a new season and kind of trying to lift off from where they finished last year against the Lakers. I, I was sitting on the set for the first preseason game for the Miami Heat w- w- against the Pelicans, uh, feeling the exact same way that you just articulated. I said to our senior producer, uh, Arnold Speaks, that uh, it feels like we never left. Like, that's <laughs> what it felt like when I sat in that seat uh, to, to present that first preseason game. Listen. You know the Miami Heat way. And for any of your listeners that don't, uh, it, it's always just give me more. Give me more. Whatever adversity you have, whatever difficulty you have, whatever any other team is complaining about, they want to eat it for lunch. It, it's a condition. And it may sound a little cliche or Pollyanna from a, from a professional sports standpoint, but it, it's the reality down here. You, you've covered this team enough uh, when, back when you're a beat guy to – you know, this, this grander national uh, view that you have now, it doesn't change. And it doesn't change because ownership hasn't changed, because the president hasn't changed for two and a half decades. The head coach has been in the organization. You know, a, a neat little fun fact about Spo: Spo preceded Pat in the organization <laughs> and just hid for a couple weeks until, the, until Stan Van Gundy, then an assistant, figured out that there was a video coordinator hiding in an office. Uh, so that's another 25 years and 13th year as the head coach. Because of those constants, you don't get that freak out. You don't get that anxiety. You, they're, they're just so fired up about how 
good the offense looks, there's never going to be a drop off in defense because of the uh, personnel that didn't change over. And then you add in Harkless and Avery Bradley, and you know those guys kind of fit that particular you know quilt. So uh, this squad is just you know like Mikey, man, just give it to me, put it in a bowl, we'll eat anything. That's just the deal. <laughs> That's the deal. I love that the Heat have reasserted themselves and moved back into that position because now it gives us a natural foil for what's going on in Milwaukee. And and Giannis Antetokounmpo signs the five-year, $228 million extension. Let me say that again. Five years, Jax, $228 million to stay in Milwaukee and continue their quest for, for championship glory. I've, I'm pitting now the Bucks in the heat against one another, but should we consider Philly or somebody else in that mix, or does this look more like a two-team at the top race in terms of the best of the best in the East? The Nets have my full attention. I only saw like the first 10 minutes of their first preseason game, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. And so all they have to really, as every team does, but specifically for them because of the gap that they get to jump with those two leading the way, um, they have to be mindful of health. You know, as long as those guys can maintain, and, you know, Kyrie has his, his, his history with that. And obviously we're talking about a just a devastating double, you know, injury for uh, KD in this space. Um, that, they, they get that blessing and they get to come to the party immediately. I like the idea of Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey kind of transform Philadelphia into whatever they believe they're supposed to be. I don't know that it happens as quickly as anybody wants it to without a trade. And obviously we've heard James Harden's name mentioned, um, but do, does Philly look like a team that has to do something to, to push their way into that upper tier or you think they're ready as is? Oh, man, that's a tough one, right? I, I mean, I'm tough on Philly, and I think all of us are because uh, of their talented one-two punch. Um, and then now, obviously, having uh, Doc's experience in the mix, uh, they, they have got to be committed defensively. Like, they just got to be committed. And that's every day, every play. That there's going to be things that occur that are just, well, you know, let me tip you my cap. You all just ran a great set. But for the most part, it should be challenging and extremely difficult uh, for any opposing team, home or road, by the way, okay, to have issues with playing against them. I have seen nights with my own eyes where I've watched that team just quit. Hmm. And that, that can't be when you're that elite. If you really want to be a championship-caliber team, when the you-know-what hits the fan, that's when you start playing even harder. When it looks like there's no way to make a way, that's when you show us, win or lose, that this is going to be a challenge even though you think you got us down. I don't believe we can say that about Philly right now. And maybe that new layer from Doc helps, yeah. uh, but they got to hear it, right? They got to hear it and then they got to embody it. But they, they've got to start on the defensive end and realize, you know what, it's, it's actually pretty awesome if we get some stops. They are like several teams to me with these underlying questions about the, their DNA. You know, that's, that's one thing we don't have to worry about with the Miamis, the, the Bucks, even the Nets. We kind of understand what their DNA is. Toronto and Boston, two teams whose DNA is locked in um, as Eastern Conference playoff teams. 
the outliers now become some of these franchises that are trying to move up into the playoff mix. Atlanta, um, you know, what do we get out of out of that new fangled group in Atlanta? And that's in the division. Charlotte, even with you know, and Hayward. Who's who's the team in the East that you think ends up being the sleeper pick, Jacks, in terms of the one that moves up instead of staying where they were or falling back? Is Washington allowed? Are we allowed? Am I allowed to use Washington? <laughs> yes. I think I think that's going to work. I really I think that's going to work. I don't know. I don't have any really good reasons except for the obvious, you know, historical connection between uh, Brooks and Westbrook. Um, the fact that 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 Beal has taken that there's been even another layer uh, to his all starness, and and that Westbrook wants to be there and seems like he recognizes he has a running mate that's hungry. And once more. And so uh, there, there's something about Washington that at least I got my eye on in the sense of, you know what, those, those matchups, uh, the Miami Heat uh, can have their hands full. But, but it's funny. It, it, here's, here's the thing I, that would bug me if I was listening to the, an assessment of the Southeast Division. It would bug me if I was Orlando, right? This is the team that has laid, made the least, the fewest changes, right? Uh, but that's also the team that always tends to, at least for the last little bit, uh, find its way, right, to at least fighting for a spot. Now that we got, you know, the 9 and 10, you know, that's going to be fun to watch. I mean, think about that. Is the Southeast in position to have, you know, all those spots chewed up? Maybe all but one team makes their way into, you know, some slot 1 through 10. Um, and, and wouldn't it be funny if all four of those teams – <laughs> that we're going to be in that little dosey though at the end, uh, which I'm so excited about, man. I I don't fear change, and so I love that this play in is staying around. I know there's some old heads who are like get it out of here, but I, I love it. No, I dig the play in. Oh, that 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 anxiety and that yeah, that ain't that angst and anxiety over those few days is going to be fun. But uh, but yeah, no, Orlando's the squad that nobody nobody's talking about from the southeast, and all those teams that want a piece, they they have to take it from them. You know, they got to take it from Miami. So that's going to be – what a fun division. Are there any concerns in your mind about exactly where those top teams fit? Um, and, and, and we've talked about, obviously, Miami, Milwaukee, um, Toronto, Boston. Indiana's a team we did mention that has to be involved in the Eastern Conference, you know, playoff structure when you're talking about where teams fit. Um, do we have a, a solid six, or are, are we kind of – Top heavy and then kind of wide open after that. Do you think? I still think it's madness. I, I think it's madness all the way through uh, because uh, of the fact that uh, you, you've got to put Brooklyn in that mix. Indiana, I assume, is going to be in that. You make that coaching change. That no, no offense to the new Nate, but the old Nate didn't need to lose his gig. <laughs> you know, uh, particularly with what he had to overcome uh, with with injury challenges. I, I think you know, in, in no particular order. Um, Miami, Boston. Um, then after that, I'm putting Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I'm respecting that until I'm told not to. Um, then uh, from there, it, it starts to get jammy, right? It, it turns into uh, Indiana, Milwaukee, and whew. No, we're already at six, right? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. And, and the dynamic of the play-in makes it so unique in that it used to be top eight, now it's top six. Right. And now it might flip, right? It might flip because of yeah. what just happens on a given night, you know, that you do get 
you know, Orlando and Milwaukee. Let's say it's Orlando and Charlotte that turn Toronto and whomever. Pick one, right? Mm-hmm. Upside down on a couple nights. It just turned, you know, that those dynamics just happen at that time, you know. So it's it's going to be fun. It's, it's you know maybe it's not as crazy as the West that way, uh, in that you have these teams with you know fifty five, fifty, forty five wins, you know, clawing to get in. Uh, but it's still going to be, I think, a, a nice traffic jam. To me, this is as interesting as the East has been, Jacks, probably in the, in about three or four years when you consider. The, the quality of depth of teams, obviously I don't know that there's star studded or as, as celebrated as their Western conference counterparts as you go down the pecking order. But I think it's as deep as it's been in quite some time. When you consider the number of teams that could be considered legitimate playoff locks, like teams that would slot in that top eight and you go, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You know, before you get to a questionable group, and I didn't say Philly, by the way. I apologize. Yeah, I mean, the Philly's in that group as well. Yeah. But who's going to push, right? Who's going to push that standard group? Uh, will Chicago and all those young fellas, right? Will they, will they start pushing towards 35, 40 wins, right? I mean, that, that's, the, that's one club that could either stay in its spot or take a step, right? After a few years of, of adding – and adding and internally developing and growing, those are all their guys. So don't wring your hands about it. You bring in an accomplished head coach and Billy Donovan. Now you, you might get that step. If you look at it just now, based on what we have going in, who's your who's your pick to come out the East? Who do you think at the end of the day has what it takes to to grind its way through this thing? Well, I work in a building where they want that six oh one this game. They're the they're the reigning Eastern Conference champions. But you know full well Milwaukee has done every this is I mean it's not or bust, right? Because they, they're locked in for a while now. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're riding this track. But it's time, right? It's time for that breakthrough. It's time to get to the conference championship, if not to the finals. So from a picking standpoint, they look the part, don't they? They look it, they look it, but they looked it. They looked it in the bubble, and and the Heat handled them. So right, and and, and they're gonna have to do it again. I think yeah. you know, Boston, Brooklyn, and um, Miami aren't going anywhere. Yeah, you know, and I, I should make Brooklyn earn it. I know that you know, but I just they're just too skilled offensively for me to just act like they're not there. No doubt. We're taking a look at the Eastern Conference heading into this new NBA season. Jason Jackson joining me here on the Hangtime Podcast. We've gotten through the the hard part of the homework, Jacks. Now, when we come back on the other side, a little recess, a little fun. We'll do some predictions. Awards candidates just for the Eastern Conference. We're stealing the brand awards that we hand out at the end of every season for the entire league, MVP, defensive player, on and on. We'll, we'll get into that on the other side of the break here on the Hangtime Podcast. Back here on the Hangtime Podcast with Jason Jackson, previewing the Eastern Conference as we get ready for this NBA season. Jax, we need some some of your soothsaying abilities right now. Um, we need... <laughs> I'm not going and putting money down on this stuff, but I just need a cheat sheet. 
early predictions for these Eastern Conference superlatives, these awards. Um, let's start with our MVP of the East. Is it, I know Giannis is, is sitting around the house polishing up back-to-back Kia MVP trophies, but is he the MVP of the Eastern Conference again this season? Or is Kevin Durant or somebody else poised to jump in there? Yeah, there's always going to be fatigue from the voters, right? Like, it, it, Giannis is going to have to – I don't even think maintaining allows it anymore, right? Like, it, 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 And it should, right? Like, the numbers this man puts up every night are absolutely ridiculous. I saw his line, like, in 25 minutes the other day, and most people would dream for that for a game. You know? uh, so he's still going to be – you know, top three in that space for the league. But now I get to cheat because I don't have to worry about the Western Conference. <laughs> I'm going to throw you a guy that is going to do everything to be considered for it, uh, particularly on the offensive end. Not going to win it, but I'm putting this in the conversation. Bradley Beal wants our attention. He wants our attention, and he wants it now. And he's, he's got an elite setup guy. Who, by the way, uh, has the award already, right? Yes. <laughs> and will do many things on on many given nights that look like he should have it again. <laughs> by the way, with those triple doubles, talking about Russell Westbrook. So while my gut wants to to stay with Giannis, and you know you can easily uh, put Durant in that conversation if he's just eighty percent of himself, I'm going to throw out the flyer, the man who was disgusted he was not in Chicago's initial thoughts for the all-star game last year and uh, believe that Bradley Beal is going to be toward 28, 30 points a night. It's going to be tough to ignore his impact and the elevation, by the way, of, of Washington, if they start creeping up into six, five, four spot with win and loss success. That's a, it's a great pick in Bradley Beal that I think a lot of people wouldn't have thought about it when it's off the top of the head. And maybe I shouldn't have, by the way. But no, I'm, no. I'm feeling like there's something that's there that's burning. Yeah, that's that's, I mean, that's a great point. I mean, and, and I think a lot of times we go into seasons with expectations for certain guys, and, and we get shocked. We get surprised. Um, defensive player of the year of these Eastern Conference teams, who do you think would be the guy that we put in the pole position for defensive player of the year? He, he made it clear to me the other day. His head coach is demanding it on Bam Adebayo. Mm, I like we'll it. Make, we'll make that move. He is, he is already an all-defensive, I believe, second teamer. So, obviously, he gets to take that step up the first team and get the big defensive player of the year. It's going to be a focus for him. And a ton of talent. His block on Jason Tatum at the rim in the bubble. Still playing over and over again. Every day I'm looking at TV and somebody – Throws that highlight out there, spectacular play. Bam, to me, another one of these guys, Jax, who has has elevated himself, signed a big, you know, max extension. The world is about to be Bam's oyster, as they say. He's yeah, man. He's got an opportunity to take over in the East. If if Joel Embiid is sleeping, Bam's going to assume that position is the best big man in the East. Most improved. Who who do you think stands to? get the most out of whatever this new look is for this current season for these guys. I think it's high time that we let all of your listeners know that I am a full-time employee of the three-time NBA champion (laughs) Miami Heat. And so I'm giving you yet another Miami Heat player. And it's only because he's he's earned our attention. I think Tyler Hero 
makes that standard young star step very similar to what we just saw from uh, Ingram. Um, there's a great possibility he could be in the first five a great deal of the season. That young fella, man, he even showed it the other night. Underhand scoops, teardrops, the three, off the dribble, pull up from 15. I mean, it's, it's all there. It's all there. I'm not going to get ridiculous. I'm getting myself excited. But I am, <laughs> I am considering him a top candidate. It's, and, and, and the East's number one yes. for, for most improved player. I like him there, and I like him in our next category if he stays in his role coming off the bench as a six-man. Um, and there are candidates, obviously, uh, guys who will be coming off the bench in reserve roles in the East that are going to have opportunities. But he sticks out in my mind as well in, in that slot, Jax, if he continues to come off the bench in Miami. Going to be interesting there. I'm going to go over I'm – going, um, I'm, going I'm going back to Brooklyn. Dan Witty, if he does, you know, he, he feels like he's kind of the of the guys that have been holding down the fort and have to slide around a little bit uh, in responsibilities. I think that allows Spencer to kind of come off and just get busy. You assume he'll still have one of the all stars with him on the floor, uh, maybe particularly if he's the sixth man, you know, coming in. Um, so it may not be a lot to eat, but but I think there's something there. There's, uh, I you know, he's got to hold it down for the guys that you know even made this a. Uh, a place to land, right? That did all that work to at least get our respect. Yeah. Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert, two young talents in Brooklyn that, that stand to benefit greatly. I know people were wondering, oh, how do these guys coexist with, with Katie and Kyrie? It doesn't, they don't worry about that. They found out quickly that you play off of them. Who's our rookie of the year in the East? And, and clearly we, we've got a number of different guys. Um, I'm curious to see what LaMelo Ball does, but – there's some other guys, and, and I'm wondering where you go with rookie of the year in Eastern Conference. Now, here's a tough one, right? Because it oftentimes comes down to opportunity. So, Bald may have the better experience. I don't even know if he, is, is, is he going to start to start. You know what I mean? So, it's tough, you know. And so, you know, I find myself, you know, moving my attention around and, and trying to figure out exactly who that kid's going to be. Are we allowed to call me back after a month? I can actually make a, a decision that makes some sense. Um, the only hesitation you're getting from me is I want to be right, and this is on tape. I want to be correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, I'll just roll a dice and say uh, the fifth pick out of Cleveland, Isaac Acaro is going to get a lot of – he's going to get a lot of opportunity. And with that, you know, that's probably what gives him a, a little bit more of an edge over Weissman. Then, then, you know, just because you just – if the ball's in your hand, right, you're not relying upon other folks. Um, My sleeper pick for rookie of the year, especially amongst the Eastern Conference rookies, is Obi Toppin. I think when you talk about opportunity and what he can do, you know, as a plug-and-play guy, the Knicks might have the best and most productive rookie right out the gate in Obi Toppin, but we'll see. Last and certainly not least, uh, Jax, is coach of the year in the East – I happen to think that the guy who's been around the longest and has probably done the best job, so I'll, I'll eliminate you from having to, to mention him. But it's hard to look at Spo and not say to yourself, this is the guy. You know, this is the guy when you talk about coaches in the Eastern Conference who stands out above the rest. Yeah, well, you're not going to get any fight out of me. Uh, he, he never puts himself forward as well, right? Like that's the thing. 
Uh, there's, there's no self-marketing. Everything's about the players. He gives such a big voice to his staff members. Um, his tree's starting, by the way. You know, when you think about Fizz, and congratulations to him and his wife on the new baby boy. Uh, and by the way, he, he should get another opportunity as a head coach. So many do. Why not him? Um, you know, you now Dan Craig's out West. Um, you saw Juwan Howard's, you know, obviously back at the alma mater. So Spoh's tree, you know, starting to starting to get some big leaves on it. Right. Um, on top of the work that he, he's done here over a dozen years. Um, I think there's going to be something sexy about Nash. Uh, I think it reminds me of when Doc, you know, stepped in in Orlando. Um, he didn't. He didn't have these two monsters, right? Uh, but it's going to be tough not to consider one. You still got to do it. Let's respect the fact that even when you have great players, you still have to do it. And then I'm looking forward to some innovations, some things from him um, that will be unique. That'll harken back to seven seconds or less a little bit. But isn't that fun? Isn't that fun basketball? No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So I'm keeping an eye on that. That Brooklyn situation bears watching overall, um, specifically for the stars coming back and the coach. I, I'm I'm not complaining. I know the playoffs is is far off, but I'm thinking about you know a, a whole new world opened up to us. Travel it wouldn't be I, I I wouldn't be mad if we got a chance to go up and down the East coast from Brooklyn to Miami for conference finals. But don't, listen, I don't want to get, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Jack. I don't want, I don't want to go Look too far. You already, you already gave yourself the vaccine. Didn't you? <laughs> I don't want to go too far. I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, when you get the convertible out for, for the Eastern conference playoffs and you're driving back and forth to the beach, save a spot in the car for your boy. Do that for me. Come on, baby. It's a luxury vehicle. There's room for me. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Jackson joining us here on the Hangtime Podcast, talking Eastern Conference Preview. Jax, appreciate your time as always, sir. Continued good work. We'll be watching, listening, and loving it. Thank you, sir. All right. Everybody stay well. Happy holidays. Yes, sir. Happy holidays. Jason Jackson there joining us here on the Hangtime Podcast, Eastern Conference Preview. Coming up on our next episode, we'll have a special guest, the Hall of Famer, Dominique Wilkins talking about the most intriguing offseason for any team in the league in the Atlanta Hawks. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you next time. This episode of NBA Hangtime is produced by Sean Bartley, alongside Kendall Garris and Morgan Mitchell. Sound designed by Chloe Van Til. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. See how to elevate your experiences at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply.